everyone to a brand new episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. My name is Nick. This show is all about scratch-made food and positive energy. If this is your first time here, welcome. Thank you so, so much for tuning in today. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. Thank you so much for all of your support. I want to put a special shout out out there to all of the amazing, incredible listeners over on Good Pods who continue to rate and review every episode of the show. I haven't released an episode in three weeks or more at this point, and I'm still number two in the top 100 food charts. I can't even begin to state my gratitude for the amount of support that I've been getting lately from so many amazing people out there. Just thank you from the absolute bottom of my heart. It means the absolute world to me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I did want to just apologize so, so much for not releasing any episodes in the past few weeks. I'm so sorry that I haven't gotten anything out there to you. Now, this is not the beginning of season four. The beginning of season four is yet to be determined. I will make a a determination on that within the next week or two and let you know when you can expect to see that begin. But I just want to apologize because I had all these you know, beautiful dreams of getting all this content done in the wake of live stream, you know, getting some old content, some quick bites and all that stuff released to you. And it just never happened. And I'm sorry. I'm so, so sorry. I just, the event takes so much out of me. Live stream for the cure takes so much of my time and energy in the weeks and months leading up to the event. But when it was over, I just kind of figuratively collapsed. You know, I, I just literally, I kind of just didn't want to do anything. I just needed to shut down for a while because I had been so go, 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 go. But I am thrilled to report if you're listening to this and you happen to miss the event or the subsequent announcements on social media, we not only smashed our goal of $20,000, but we actually raised an additional 3000 and some change on top of that to raise over $23,000 for the Cancer Research Institute. I am continually, every single year, blown away by the amazing generosity of the indie community, indie podcasters, indie podcasting communities. These are small creators coming together to make a huge difference. That is a huge amount of money that's going to help in the fight for a future immune to cancer. So if you donated, even if you didn't donate, if you just watched, if you shared the event, if you did anything, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. It means the absolute world to me. Season four, like I said, I don't have an absolute start date earmarked for it because there's going to be a couple things that I'm changing with the show. The show's going to get a little bit of a tweak kind of here and there. Overall, it's not going to change. It's still going to have positivity and it's still going to have food. It's still going to focus on my culinary journey, on my journey of positivity and scratch made food inside the kitchen and out. I really want to continue that, but I may tweak to some degree uh, a little element of the show kind of here or there. I may ask you guys for topics for positivity that you'd like me to comment on. I may ask you guys for recipe suggestions and I kind of, I'm kind of going on my own journey. And as I start that journey, it may become the focus of season four of the show. I'm kind of really deciding because that's going to kind of also linchpin 
myself into it and it's going to make me kind of have to focus on it even more to make it a part of the show. So I'll let you guys know a little bit more about all that kind of stuff in a moment, but just, I do want to again, thank you all so, so much for all of the amazing support. I see you listening. I see you commenting. I see you sharing. I see you rating and reviewing the show on platforms. And again, I just appreciate so, so much all of your amazing support. A little bit later, I'm also going to talk about the donuts that I made during the live stream for the cure. Now, this was 100% a recipe from blessthismessplease.com. I will link that in the show notes. The donut recipe is ostensibly her recipe. I followed it pretty much to the letter. I had never made homemade donuts before, and I wanted to dip my toes and get my feet wet and kind of figure out, okay, how do you do this? How can I make this happen? I'll talk about that a little bit more in the back half of the show. But for now, I'd really, really like to talk to you guys about the kind of journey that I'm heading on. I'm on a plateau. I know this is something that I've talked about a lot in the show over time here. And I don't mean that I'm on a plateau in terms of just my weight, although definitely that too. I still haven't gained or lost any weight. You know, I'm still kind of holding steady. But just kind of mentally too. I feel like there's a line in in the Fellowship of the Ring that I really, really love that Bilbo says to Gandalf where he says he feels like butter scraped over too much bread. And that's how I feel. I feel so exhausted (laughs) with everything that I try to do and with everything that I feel like I've put onto myself lately the battle that I've constantly tried to fight within my own mind of what's important, of what matters, of what needs to be and what needs to not be a part of that palette. And I've talked about it in the show before, but I know I'm somebody who does not stop putting stuff on his plate. I will take on anything and everything and I will continue to add stuff to it even though I know I don't have the time and the energy to give to it. I want to continue so many different series over on YouTube. I am going to finish up. I'm I'm currently just editing through the rest of them and I'm going to release them all just kind of in a in a like weekly format as the hardcore stream highlights. My hardcore series is over. I did finally die in the series after live stream ended, but I donated live during the event for that. That was great. I want to do that. I want to continue my satisfactory series. I want to like, I really, really would love to, to start another show. I'd love to continue doing cooking streams. Myself and Dan are streaming pretty regularly over on the live stream for the Cure Twitch channel, trying to keep that active and trying to maybe pick up some some audience. I've got my own full-time job. 
my family, my friends, getting out and getting regular exercise, getting to the gym, making sure I'm maintaining a good and healthy lifestyle. My plate is so full that there's stuff just constantly falling off of it. And I somehow drag myself over the finish line every day and I'm exhausted. And then I wake up in the morning and I just kind of feel overwhelmed immediately by all of the pressure that I'm putting on myself and make no mistake. Nobody else is putting it there. Nobody else is putting it there, but it sits so heavy. And then add to that, like, I really, really need to find a better job. I'm starting to kind of get the gears turning to start looking for a better job. Now that live stream is over, I really need to start focusing on that. It is endless. So how do you prioritize? And I ask you, as though you can respond to me right now, and I know you can respond to me later on social media, but that's not the point. I say it because <sighs> I'm so anti-scheduling. I'm so anti trying to find a, a, a system that works for everything. And I'm 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 a and I'm a writer. And this is the thing that kills me about this, and I know this. And just I think it was honestly funny enough, it was listening to Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey on Office Ladies talk about writing their book and talking about being writers and how you have to kind of say goodbye to your baby. Like you can't have key scenes. Like you have to be able to edit things mercilessly. You can't go through and say, oh, I love this passage too much. I'm going to try to find a way to make it work in the story. If something doesn't work, no matter how good it is, no matter how much you love it, you got to get rid of it. And I have learned that lesson over decades of writing, and I know that so much from writing. And yet I find it so hard to apply that to my own everyday life. But you have to also be merciless with your own time. Do you give too much of yourself to somebody else out there? Do you give too much of yourself to a million different things out there? Do you spread yourself too thin like butter scraped over too much bread? It's not sustainable. And the amount of anxiety and stress that you're adding onto your shoulders, and I'm talking as if I'm talking to you, but I'm also looking in a mirror right now, talking to myself. That kind of stress and anxiety is not healthy or good for anybody. It's terrible. It's just terrible. So what I need to do is I need to take things off of my schedule. I need to limit the amount of time I'm dedicating to certain things because I know it's not sustainable to try to cram all this stuff into my schedule. That does unfortunately mean that Thursday food streams, I, and I haven't made a final decision on this yet, but Thursday food streams are going to change if not go away altogether. They can't be, by the time I get all the equipment set up, do the whole stream and then clean up and tear down at the end. That's my entire Thursday. It literally takes up the entire night. And I've got other considerations. I've got all sorts of other things that I've got going on, but it takes up the entire night. 
the gaming streams, I need to make sure that I limit to like one a week. Like I probably will play other games and different things like that, but I'll probably limit actual gaming streams over on the live stream channel to once a week. I need to pick one series, one series that I'm working on in terms of content creation over on YouTube and stick with it. And that's it. Life needs editing. Sometimes you have to edit life. Sometimes you have to edit the work that you do. Sometimes you have to edit the company that you keep. When I started my journey of positivity, part of that journey is editing the people in your life. Part of that journey is editing the kind of energy that you will allow around your life. How do you edit yourself? Look at yourself right now and ask yourself that question. How do I edit myself? Sometimes in life, no matter what we do, you will hit a plateau. There's absolutely no way to avoid it. But when you reach that plateau, it's up to you whether or not you stay there. When you hit a plateau, be it with be it with weight, be it with anything else in life, when you hit that plateau, you make a choice to continue to stay there. I do not hold myself as accountable as I should in terms of the things I eat and in terms especially of the volume of the things that I eat. And as a result, any positive gains that I make on some days by holding my calories in check and getting exercise is negated by those days when I just go over, when I just have a little bit too much. One of the things I did most back in my drop the sugar days wasn't just an elimination of sugar because I still ate sugar here and there periodically. Drop the sugar is kind of a misnomer because it's drop added sugar. It's not eating foods with a ton of added sugar and it's eliminating the worst offenders from your life that do all that detrimental uh, harm to you, like soda, like candy bars, like that kind of junk that's just absolutely empty and terrible for you in every way. But the bigger thing was more than anything else was holding myself accountable. I was keeping track of those calories. I made sure I had a calorie deficit, not every single day, but almost every single day, like five days out of the week. I was holding myself to a calorie deficit, editing myself. Life needs editing. So I'm gonna start meal prepping. I'm going to just grill chicken. I'm going to make some rice. I'm going to grill up some vegetables and I'm going to chuck it into containers and I'm going to have that one day a week. And another meal I'm going to have once a week is my smoothies. I always have all the stuff I need to make my smoothies. I did a featured uh, episode about them way, way back in the, in the infancy of the show. But I don't adhere to it. I don't follow through on it enough. I do not edit myself. I would rather make them much more delicious, much more calorically dense thing. 
I spend too much time snacking when I know I should not be. I will indulge in a snack later on at night, even though I know I've already hit those calories. Ah, it's only a couple hundred, you say? But a couple hundred every day. You know, you're looking at 1,400 a week. And that's only when it's a couple hundred. What happens if you go to a party and you just kind of add ah, today's a cheat day and you just pile the plate up? You have that brownie maybe that you weren't thinking about or, you know, you have some friend come into town and you decide to make some kind of dessert or something like that. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's all good. That's all okay. And the most important thing is being comfortable with the person that you are and being comfortable with the skin that you're in. But I am most decidedly not. I want to hit my goal weight. I want to get down to 250 pounds. I want to get definition. I will never see that scale move in the direction that I want it to move until and unless I edit myself. Hold myself accountable. I will never be able to achieve the things that I want to achieve in life if I don't hold myself back, if I don't edit myself. I cannot continue six different content streams and all this different stuff on social media. And I mean, literally the absolute litany, the list of things goes on and on and on and on and on. And the thing I want to do more than anything else, I'm not doing at all, which is writing. I want to sit down. I want, I talked about it years ago, years and years and years ago about starting a, a, an, an audio podcast that was just me talking about and reading my stories for people. I talked about it so long ago. The Twitter account, all this stuff for it still exists. I've just never done it. I want to write. I want to create great content that people connect to, that people love. I want to make good food. I want to laugh with good friends. I got to meet Randy from the miserable retail slave, which was a, an absolute trip. He and his wife, Pookie, whom he adores, were rolling through to Cooperstown to go to a concert. And they stopped here and spent the night here. Absolutely wonderful to get to meet him in person. Just love that man so, so much. I want to spend more time with Rebecca. I want to spend more time with my kids. I want to spend more time with my family, with other friends, with other people who are important to me. I want to do too much. And a friend of mine I was talking to about this kind of thing recently, very, very correctly pointed out that I have a superhero complex. I want to do everything. I want to do it all. And I want to do it all on my own. Yeah. Yeah, I do. That's me. And I know it's me. Life needs editing. And sometimes maybe you're not the one that needs to edit it. Maybe sometimes you have to look to somebody else. Maybe sometimes somebody else has to give you advice or help you find a way to edit. I'm very, very lucky to have an amazing support network of, of family and friends, Rebecca, even all the amazing peers I have out there in the indie podcasting community that I can talk to about this kind of stuff. 
Life needs editing. If you are scraping yourself over too much bread, how long until there's nothing left to scrape? How much thinner will you spread yourself until eventually you break? Have a nervous breakdown. Make yourself sick or worse. You only get one chance. And I know, like, you know, some people might argue that to the contrary. Well, if you only get one chance, you got to do everything you can with the time you have. And of course, that's true. You have to do whatever you can with the time you have. But you have to edit. You have to moderate. You can't do everything all at once. in Parks and Rec is it I think Tom Haverford tells John Ralphio sometimes you got to work a little so you can ball a lot <laughs> I don't know if that's applicable here but I do have a superhero complex I do I want to put everything on my shoulders I for the longest time in my life could not rely on anyone else I knew I had to do things on my own Because I constantly got told that I wasn't good enough because I constantly got told that, you know, I wasn't doing enough or or whatever else. So I will continually add more and more and more to my plate. So I'm constantly doing stuff because have you ever been told that you're lazy, that you're not going to amount to anything, that you don't work hard, that you're not ever going to do anything? Have you had that drilled into your head over and over and over again by someone at some point in your life? Because I have. I have. And. I will not be that. I will never be that. I work hard and I love to work hard, but there's a point at which when you work too hard, when you add too much to your plate, when you don't edit yourself, that you have just piled too much on. And then you've got just a giant traffic jam of all the different things that you want to get done all sitting in front of you and you can't get any of it done. So reach out to family, reach out to friends, reach out to people in your community, your peers and the community that you're part of. If it's indie podcasting or whatever else, reach out to me. I'm here to listen. But whatever you do, take a look at your schedule. Take a look at everything that you're doing. Take a look. When you get to the end of your day, when you get there, are you wiped out, absolutely exhausted? Do you have anything left to give by the time you get to the end? If not, you need to edit. Life needs editing. Don't be afraid of it. Move from one project to the next. Schedule projects. Schedule the things that are important to you. Build them into a schedule and make yourself stick to it. And more importantly than anything else, believe in yourself and believe in your ability to get off of that plateau. Believe in your ability to continue ascending to whatever the peak of that mountain is. Don't stop climbing. Don't stop working. Don't stop fighting. But climb smarter. Fight smarter. 
Life needs editing. so so much again for choosing Nikolai's kitchen today again if this is your first time here help me reach more people with my messages of positivity and scratch made food subscribe to the show wherever you're listening to this and leave a five-star rating and review it would mean the absolute world to me you will earn my endless endless love respect and gratitude Today here in the back half of the show, and I know we just talked like a whole lot in the positivity segment, so this show is going to be pretty lopsided, but you know what? I don't care. (laughs) But I want to talk just briefly about the donuts that I made during the live stream for the cure. Now, again, the recipe that I followed is pretty much to the letter from blessthismessplease.com. And... I had never, ever made homemade donuts before. I made them during live stream for The Cure, and that entire VOD is up on Twitch. I can link that in the show notes as well. If anybody wants to go back and watch it, I will apologize for the quality of it, unfortunately. Wasn't the greatest quality, unfortunately, but, you know, it, 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 was, it, was, it, was, it was good enough. It was good enough. But I decided to make an apple compote, and I decided to make a raspberry compote to serve with this. I also decided to make an icing recipe. I didn't follow the glaze recipe that's listed in the in the show notes in the bless this mess please recipe. I decided to just make just kind of a normal icing recipe. I did about two tablespoons of milk, two tablespoons of heavy cream, a teaspoon of vanilla, two cups of powdered sugar, and just whisked that together until it was, you know, thin, but not too thin. Because you don't want it to be like super, super thick and gloopy because you want it to kind of hit that donut. The heat is going to make it kind of melt a little bit around it. And the icing that I put on it, the glaze that I put on it was just absolute, absolute perfection. So like I said, it was two cups of powdered sugar, a teaspoon of vanilla, and two tablespoons of heavy cream, two tablespoons of milk. One thing that I do want to do, and and I know that I've kind of been touch and go, the recipe portion of this show, the the featured recipe section of this show has always been the toughest part to me. It's always been the hardest thing that I do as part of this show because I don't want it to be too dry. I don't want it to be too dry. And I think what makes it dry is is listing ingredients. I think that's what makes it dry. And uh, I'm not going to do that anymore. I think it's going to evolve from what I had done before, which I kind of just wholesale, like I would read all the ingredients and all the instructions of a recipe. I'm not going to do that. But I'm also not going to not talk about like the steps and the instructions because there's different things that I learned along the way that I want to make sure I pass on. But all the information that you need is in the show notes for the entire full recipe. So make sure you check that out if you do want to replicate this yourself. And I promise you, let me tell you, you want to replicate this yourself. You absolutely, absolutely, absolutely want to replicate this recipe yourself. These donuts were absolutely to die for. I don't think I've ever had a legitimately like I made this five minutes ago and now I'm eating it donut. I don't think I've ever, ever had a fresh homemade donut before. And here's kind of the thing. And like most scratch made foods, and I've learned this as the journey with the show has continued, kind of ruins you for all other food. 
it kind of ruins you for like other donuts. Like it really does. Like I know, you know, there, there are probably those people out there listening that it's like your routine or your ritual to like stop at the gas station when they just are putting out the fresh donuts for the day. Like that's probably about as close as you're, you've ever gotten to making them yourself. And you're talking that, but like to the 10th degree, because you made this fresh homemade in your kitchen. So it is so, so beautifully rich and delicious and amazing. So one thing in the recipe I, I had intended with live stream for the cure to make this dough the night before and let it rest overnight as the recipe instructions say, I unfortunately did not get a chance to do that. I made it in the morning before my segment on live stream for the cure, but it probably still sat in the fridge for about three hours. And these donuts turned out without question. Perfect. I mean, I, I legitimately have never had a donut this good before, and I'm not just trying to blow smoke up my own butt or anything like that. I really love a good donut and I've had a lot of really good donuts. You know, I've had, I've had a lot of good donuts, but I don't know. I, maybe it was just because of the absolute utter and complete freshness of that donut that I had in that moment. That was just perfect. But if you only have a couple of hours to let this dough sit, then that's okay. You know, that's okay. It, it, you don't need to do it for the overnight portion, but I do want to try it again for the overnight portion, just to see what that might do to the texture of the donuts and everything as well. I did have a fun time. So the night before live stream, I'm at the grocery store and I'm buying ingredients for things. I had to buy raspberries and everything because I was going to make that raspberry compote. That's very simple, by the way. That's a cup of frozen raspberries. And I think I only did a quarter of a cup of a sugar substitute. I Did I do lemon zest? I might have done lemon zest. I can't even remember, to be 100% honest. And then it's like, uh, you know, a cup of water and you just cook it and you reduce it down. Easy peasy. I was at the store buying all these ingredients and all of a sudden it occurred to me as I'm wandering through the aisles, picking up all the different ingredients. I'm like, uh, how am I going to cut donuts? It never occurred to me until legitimately the night before live stream for the cure began that I needed something to cut donuts. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why my brain works the way that it works, but it does. It does. Sigh. I bought some, they had some nice, like, uh, like different size biscuit cutters, uh, you know, and these just worked perfectly. I used the smallest one to cut out the hole in the center. And I used the biggest one to, to cut out the whole thing. Now I will say, uh, like I said, I did cut out all the holes of these donuts. I made the compotes and the fillings, but I didn't know how well it was going to work. If I tried to pipe them into the donuts if I left them whole. Number one, I didn't know if this recipe would even work to make like a whole donut. I don't necessarily think there's anything different between like a donut with a hole in it and a donut that you fill in terms of a recipe composition. I think you just take like you take that hot donut and you get a piping bag and you just poke the tip into the side of it and you just bloop. it's not like you know you're you're not like purposefully making a chamber inside the donut. At least I don't think so. Like if you're a pastry chef and I'm getting this completely wrong, please yell at me. But, you know, I'm just, I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, there's, you know, it's probably pretty simple like that, but being my first time to make donuts, I didn't want to try to chance that. However, I will say that at the very end, I had one relatively donut-ish shaped, it was an oddly shaped clump of dough left. I decided to not cut a hole in it just to see what that one would do. 
I really wish I had folded a whole bunch of apples and cinnamon and stuff into it because it legitimately, when I finished frying it, it looked like an apple fritter. It just, you know, didn't have the apples and stuff in it, but it looked exactly like an apple fritter. And what that leads me to believe, number one, I love apple fritters. Uh, they are like God tier food. It leads me to believe that you can also do a filled donut the same way, cut it, but just don't cut the inside. And then when it comes out of the fryer, you know, and that's the other thing is I don't have piping bags with like a solid tip to boop, like poke into the side of the donut. I would have really needed that too. But I honestly think that's all you need. I really think that's all you need to do. So when I try these again, whenever that ends up happening, I'm definitely going to make it a point to try to do that. The rest of the recipe, honestly, I, I don't really have anything else that happened. I followed it, like I said, pretty much to the letter. Cut the donuts, let them rise for another hour. They get nice and beautifully big and puffy, and then you just chuck them into the oil. A minute to a minute and a half per side, you just flip them over. I used my just little fry scooper to flip them over. It worked out perfectly. Take them out, and as soon as you take them out, you know, take you take the bowl to your glaze. Like, you get them out of the fryer, and then get your bowl of glaze right there and just dip that donut in, flip it over once, boom, transfer it back to your drying rack. And you want an elevated rack here over a baking tray so you can catch any of the glaze and stuff dripping off. But make sure you're using something that's elevated. You don't want the donut to just kind of sit in a puddle of the glaze. You want that glaze to kind of form all around it in a uniform fashion. And I mean, I, <laughs> I, it's, it's so hard for me. Like I, I, I got to strike this balance and I talk about, you know, editing myself in the last segment. And I talk a lot about the plateau and, and needing to get off of it and needing to continue forward in my weight loss journey. And, this journey to better health and everything like that. And man, this isn't something you can make all the time. Or if it is, don't make the glaze with it. But even still, like, yeah, this is something that I definitely can't indulge in very frequently. But I promise you, <laughs> if you make this recipe or if you've never made homemade donuts before, just give it a shot. Just give it a shot and please report back to me your findings. Tell me how amazing it was because I guarantee you it's going to change your life. Oh, my goodness. I promise you these these were absolutely to die for. Go back and watch the VOD during live stream for the cure. I'm pretty sure I about pass out in like donut ecstasy. Like it was that good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love these things. Just beautifully pillowy soft, that nice kind of light crunch to the exterior of the like donut shell, where of course the fry oil and everything was hitting it. And then just that beautiful, beautiful, sweet glaze. Oh. It was everything a donut should be. And usually I'll try these recipes first time and then I'll have to make it like two or three more times and kind of keep workshopping to get it right or to figure out like, uh, well, it didn't really work out the best way that I wanted it to. How can I get this to where I want it to be? Not this. No, no, no. These were perfect. I don't think I would change. a thing. Okay. Well, I would. I would. I make some apple fritters fold that apple combo because, you know, it was just like, you know, like little chunks of apples, cinnamon, nutmeg, allspice, all that good stuff. Mm -mm. Fold it right into the dough and make apple fritters. That's what I want to do the next time. And I really, really think that this recipe is going to be great for that. Again, please check the show notes for the full recipe breakdown. And you can also find the VOD uh, from Livestream for the Cure when I made the compotes live on the air as well as the donuts and thank you again so so much to everybody who tuned in not just to my segment but to the entire event it does mean the world to me that you support live stream for the cure 
A special thank you to everyone who donated during my segment. Uh, the top three donors are actually going to get something that doesn't even exist yet, and that is a Nikolai's Kitchen t-shirt. Now that I've kind of revamped the logo and it's in a place that I really like, I am going to order a small, very, very small run of shirts and send it out to those uh, those uh, top contributors. And I will have those available, I don't know, sometime later in the summer or maybe early fall for sale for everybody. But, uh, you know, it just... I love it. I love it so, so much. Speaking of merch, also, I have stickers with my beautiful face on it now. I have stickers of the show art of me standing in my amazing kitchen. And I'm probably just going to, more than anything, like, I'm not going to sell them to people. I'm not going to sell you my stickers. So if you would like some stickers, I would love to send you some stickers. My patrons, if you're a patron of the show, you're automatically going to get some. So you don't need to worry about it. But if you're listening to this and if you'd like some Nikolai's Kitchen stickers, if you'd like some stickers with a beautiful face on them, please let me know. I'll pop some in an envelope and get them out to you as a way of thanking you for all of your amazing support for my show. That is going to do it for this episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. The next one's going to be a quick bite. And I think it's finally going to be the tomato zucchini salad that I made so, 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 so long ago. But I finally made it again a couple of times uh, just recently for a barbecue that we had. And it turned out absolutely amazing once again. Uh, I really, really do want to break that recipe down for you because unlike a lot of the recipes on the show that I have to crowdsource other recipes and look at common ingredients, every once in a while, I just kind of think, man, you know what would be really good if you paired this with this and you did this and you did this and bam, that's how that tomato zucchini salad was born. It's fantastic. It's phenomenal. I cannot wait to tell you all about it. So that will be the next quick bite. I'm going to try to stick to a regular Wednesday release schedule. The release date of the show is changing. Uh, Putting it on the weekend in terms of like my recording and editing uh, does not work for me. I've learned this over the past three seasons of the show. So the release date of the show is going to change to probably Wednesday afternoons. So if you've built your your listening schedule around that, uh, I hope you'll still find a time and a place for me, a time. I hope you find a time for me (laughs) somewhere, somewhere in there, but more than anything, whether this is your first time listening again, or, and I I intended for this to be a short episode, I swear. And like looking at the runtime on audacity right now, as I hit record, like it's going to be longer. And that's just because I can't ever shut up. I missed, I've missed doing this. Even if I spend a couple of weeks off the microphone, I swear I miss it. So, so, so much. But I want to thank you so, so, so much for all of your amazing support. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much for coming on this journey with me. kitchen wouldn't be possible without the contributions of my amazing patrons well thank you so much to chris m and sam a special shout out to my vip patrons krista jared caleb dan and bill learn more and sign up today at patreon.com slash kitchen